0: so you're fit. Now what? Hi, I'm Lane Chess. Hi, I'm John Wynn. And this is Movement Freedom. With L and J. Today we're gonna to talk about foot health and what that means. A lot of us have knee, hip, low back pain, and what we're gonna do is talk about the first point of po- contact we have with the ground, our feet, and why that can have an impact upstream into our ankles, knees, and hips. And hopefully, we'll be able to give you some takeaways that you can use at home that'll help you get out of pain and be able to
1: move more naturally. Yeah. So that's great in all lane, but what is a foot? That
0: was fun looking up the definition of a foot, I gotta <laughs> tell you. Uh, there was a lot of different information out there, but I kept finding a very similar thread, which was multiple places state that it's considered the terminal portion of a limb, which bears weight and allows locomotion. It's got 26 bones, which is interesting that it's over 10% of the bones of the human body, all in your point of contact with the earth.
1: We looked up the word foot. It actually comes from an old uh, proto-Germanic word, Fote, F-O-T-E, uh, meaning foot. And part of that is when King Henry was measuring his foot, it came out to 12 inches long, and now we use that measurement today for a foot. <laughs> well, they liked their beard. That's
0: yeah. three grains of barley made an inch. So 12 <laughs> inches made King Henry's foot. Well.
1: Well, let me ask you, what are the focus points of a human foot?
0: A lot of us have knee, ankle, hip, and back pain. Um, And where this comes from is having issues starting with the foot it's our first point of contact with the earth you know i know that you've seen a lot of clients come in they start squatting angles are collapsing you know i've dealt with runners they come up to me and they've got you know plantar fasciitis or achilles tendon and these issues that are occurring from not using the the tool of the human body that we have properly when they come into squat you're noticing dysfunction up chain beginning at the feet
1: yeah so first i think we need to first talk about what what the kinetic chain is when you think of a kinetic chain it's things that interact together, right? And when you, say, move something up or downstream, it's gonna affect everything else, right? And so when we start at the feet or from the ground level and work our way up, right, we have to have good arches. Well, what are good arches? What I would consider a good arch is a stable arch, right? An arch that really doesn't collapse or invert or, or evert depending on if you are moving, right? And you have three focal contacts of your foot, you have your heel, which is the main point. You have your right under the big toe, which is part of the triangle or tripod your foot is, and then you also have right under the pinky toe, right? And so when you feel all four points of contact, and you have a good stable arch, you have three a good- Three points. Three points, yeah, Did you said four. Forward? Yeah,
0: you You're like one. <laughs> three, four. Three points three,
1: of contact, four. you have a stable, stable foot and a stable arch, right? Well, having an unstable foot or unstable arch, what happens is, say you are squatting, right, and Now you go down to your squat and your foot collapses in. Well, now when your foot collapses in, the ankle's going to follow that, right? And as the ankle follows, the knee follows. And now as your knee shifts in or you get valgus collapse, quote unquote, right, your hip starts to shift and you start to see these imbalances or asymmetrical patterns up and down the chain, but it all started from your foot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, whenever I've seen clients that a lot of times, you know, we're dealing with their feet being so constricted that they've lost how to actually use them. I've, I'll take my client's shoes off a lot of times. And <laughs> if it's somebody I hadn't worked with before, say we're coaching a class and they come in off the street and they kick off the kicks. And I'll take a look at their foot. And even if it's in a sock, you'll notice that sometimes like that big toes kind of bent oh, yeah. in or there's all this compression between the toes. <clears throat> So right away, we look at that and say, all right, this person has lost the ability to use their foot properly. We need to establish a protocol to mobilize these feet to help these customers splay the toes. Once they can do that, they can grab and, and, you know, once they do that, they can grab the earth and use the foot the way it's designed. But until that point, we're stuck. The main thing we want to see is that the knee is able to externally rotate, right, which, If our arches are collapsing, okay, that's gonna be pulling the knee in. That's the opposite of out. That's, let's talk more about that stable arch. So, a lot of times people, we see them let their foot act passively on the ground. They allow their feet just to kinda be pods that they stand on, whereas we need to see active feet. They're not able to reach their true potential because they've lost the ability to articulate movement. So I think we're still hovering around, you know, what's happening is we need to see that we can mobilize the tissues of the feet.
1: Well, Lane, so we're talking about personal training clients and you know, you know from my experience, and I'm a personal trainer, well, I know you've been dealing with a lot of like running athletes. What do you normally see in, in your running athletes? I'm glad you asked.
0: A lot of times I've dealt with mechanical issues. And what that means is when people are running, it's a lot of times because they've had a thick sole on their shoe, they think, oh, I'm supposed to heel strike. When you walk, you stride with the heel to the toe. When running, you should midfoot strike if you're doing a more like Casual run or endurance run, as you start to speed up, you start to point the toe more. And as you get into a full on sprint, you're digging those toes in and you're four foot running. The issue, though, is a lot of people running will heel strike and they end up with shin splints. That's one of the biggest problems I've seen, and they think that there's something wrong, they think they've got problems, and reality is the muscle in the front of their shin is working very hard to keep their toe from smashing the ground every time they hit the heel. So. They can eliminate those shin spins immediately by, you know, stretching that toe, stretching the, uh, shin, <laughs> stretching the toe, doing ballerina toes, which we'll talk about, uh, stretching the shin out, but furthermore, making sure they change the stride pattern. Mechanically, they need to be making sure they're landing midfoot or going into the forefoot striking. The other issue I have is when people get a little bit too excited and they go into, and you'll see them, they look like, uh, kangaroos running down the street and they're just four foot striking and <laughs> popping off the ground and they don't even let that foot relax.
1: I don't know how I would I would view a kangaroo running down the street. I, I might turn around and run the other <laughs> direction. But
0: no, I mean, you see they kind of like they're like on pogo sticks, boing, boing. And when you see them running like that, they can last so long, but yeah. eventually those are the ones that end up with plantar fasciitis, they have Achilles uh, tendon issues, mm. and it's because they're overworking that forefront striking and they're not allowing the mechanics of the art to absorb part of the arch is to absorb the impact mm. or the momentum of our run, our locomotion, and transfer into the next stride. Mm. If you're locking that toe, once again, if we're squeezing our toes together and not allowing the foot to splay, we're gonna constrict our ability to transfer that energy forward. Number two, the other problem is, if we're dorsiflexing too much, excuse me, plantar flexing too much, hence kangaroo running, and forefoot too much into the ground, we're going to eliminate the arch's ability to absorb some of that momentum, and instead, all that momentum is gonna go straight in those muscle tissues, and when those tissues get tired, they break down quicker, you're gonna get sore faster, and or over time, that's when you start to have plantar fasciitis and Achilles problems. Because I I look at those um, death by a thousand cuts. And then tell people a lot of times, uh, Love, Kelly Strett says, pain is a lagging indicator that something is wrong. So by the time that people are starting to feel that Achilles, uh, the problem has already begun months earlier usually. So going back into mechanics, when it comes to running, I cannot emphasize enough to I really wish people learned how to use their bodies before they started to use them. <laughs> and unfortunately when we put on these shoes and we do these things as little kids that we've been programmed through from our parents, etc. Well we get walking around in these things, by the time we're ten years old, we've completely lost function of our feet and further what we understand, how our foot works, is a complete misperception. And we need to go back to thinking barefoot, contact with the earth, you know, thinking about thousands of years ago, all we had was flat leather skins to wrap our feet with, and that's how our bodies have evolved. So I'm not saying we need to go out and leather skins on the street, but let's try to get back to as much of a functional pattern that we can.
1: It's powerful, I like that. So with, you know, like with our audience, you know, what, what are some takeaways that they can take from this podcast and be like, hey, what are the next steps for improving my foot health? Yeah,
0: so starting one of the circling themes that has been going on through this conversation has been mobilization, right? We have to mobilize these feet. The more that we can articulate our feet like we can, our hands, the better off we're gonna be, the more functional we're gonna be, the more stable we're gonna be, and truly more mobile we are. If we can mobilize the toes, that's upstream, gonna get through the ankles, into the calf, into the knees, the hamstrings, so all starts mobilizing with the feet. Have you ever done the lacrosse ball on the feet? Oh, I love it. <laughs> I
1: have uh, Do you do the grip and then oh extend? Oh my God, I, I love it. Get on the balls. I have a specific, you know, like I love the lacrosse ball, but the lacrosse ball for me feels like it's almost too big. I can't really dig into some of the stuff. Oh, smaller, you're trying to, man, that thing's almost oh too tiny for me. Really? I. Uh, I get. I have this little small rubs ball that is is perfect, like a golf it, ball size. It's oh, it's small. It's smaller than a golf ball. Really? Oh, you can really dig in there, man. It oh, is, crazy! It is phenomenal. I'm gonna try that. Yeah. So, in in terms of mobilizing, right, yeah. soft tissue work. I mean, it's number one. Um, most of the time, though, like I said earlier, right, like you, we try to use things that are almost too big sometimes. Right, and re- the muscles in in the foot, they're all, there's so many of them and they're all so small, right? Like you you really need something really, really small to dig into it. Um, you know, but after that, you're talking about getting better shoes, especially for, and this is one thing I talk to my clients about a lot, Amen. right? It's just really understanding what type of shoe is for what, right? Like yeah. you, I get clients that come in and ideally I would have everyone train barefoot, right? But sometimes people, are a little weird about it, and I totally get it, right? You're in a gym; it's right. dirty, right? You know, you don't know what people are, are having or whatever, right? But with that said, a lot of people come into the gym; they don't want to be barefoot, but they have running shoes on. And it just has this super narrow toe box. High you, heel. Can, you can't do anything with it, right? right. Like you, you just, it offers you no stability, right? And so what actually I actually like my destabilize clients, yeah, absolutely, right? And so I told my clients get a training shoes and something with a nice wide toe box. You know, something Flat that you heel. can feel comfortable in, but also feel stable in, right? And that's the most important thing when we're talking about training is just, do you are you stable
0: first? Yep. So we're talking toe spacing, right? But that leads to getting barefoot more. All right. So I'm a big fan of just walking in the grass, getting in the mm. dirt with your feet, walking it. in the mud. Get the dogs out. Man, Eric Church says, <laughs> nothing will dust the rust right off your soul like walking through some mud. So. <laughs> I tell you, there's something good about it. Um, You know, I've actually read stuff, and it's like there's this positive, negative energy transfer. If you step on the dirt and all this and that, I don't know. I just know it's good for you. (laughs)
1: Feels
0: Um, good. Yeah. And and for me, I got to the point where I mean, you have to condition. I mean, you can't just go out there barefoot and start running on trails, but. Uh, you know starting off just a couple feet of walking through the the trails you'll feel them you know you might feel some roots "Ah, ah," you know kind of but over time you callous and you build up to it and before you know it you can do some short runs and you know i got to where i could do short runs through the uh, memorial trails i used to have a blast back there and you know but here's the thing i'll do barefoot running on the memorial trails any day but i'm not going to go barefoot down you know allen parkway you know paving concrete right Mm -hmm. So now, talk about purpose and, you know, and function of the tools that we have. Exactly like you said a minute ago, this makes sense. Okay, now maybe I'll put on a pair of running shoes. You know, I'm a big fan of cloud, you know, ons, whatever. I I like wearing ons uh, for when I go running. Uh, But if I'm training, I got a pair of New Balance flats on, uh, you know. And if I'm out on the trails, I'm barefoot, you know. And like I said, everything has its place but you have to know when and where to put these items. And I wouldn't say get a barefoot shoe and go run a marathon. And I wouldn't say, you know, put on a, a running shoe and do squats, <laughs> you know? Uh, it's it's kind of simple as that. And I just I really hope we can wake people up to that. Love it. Be barefoot, y'all. Good for <laughs> Be you. Be barefoot. <laughs> uh, another thing I want to touch on is the ballerina toes. Yeah, I love doing ballerina toes. Uh, it, <laughs> it feels stretch, great. It's a, a stretch. stretch. <laughs> it feels great doing ballerina toes but at the same time uh the craziest thing i ever saw is a guy actually curled his toes all the way in and walked on his toe knuckles like curled them in completely and was a ballerina toes completely extended uh ankle it was nuts uh, i wish i could find that video maybe we can find it and post it uh, after the show uh maybe maybe that'll be the thumbnail the guy like walking around on his
1: knuckles it's <laughs> worse than the kangaroo yeah that'll be direction like, too that's worse than the that's kangaroo awesome.
0: But yeah, it's it's curling those toes in and punching your knuckle in and extending your ankle and you'll feel that stretch all the way through the front of the ankle, up the front of the shin. And that'll help get rid of shin splints very quickly. But furthermore, um, it'll also help just overall ankle, foot flexibility, it's super important. I really hope everybody enjoyed our rant about the feet. (laughs) Uh, We have many more coming. Uh, We're gonna be talking about the human body from the feet all the way up to the head. Uh, One segment, one joint, one limb at a time. I'm hoping our listeners uh, are able to gain something that they can take away and and use in their lives to be more functional, more healthy, uh, more capable of doing the things that they love. All right, stay tuned, y'all. We got
1: ankles, calves, and then we got knees and then hips right after that, yeah?